yes, 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 people. We're back again for another episode of the One Two Podcast. Now, as I said, thank you guys a lot for sixty thousand followers. It meant a lot. So you know, I had to give back to you some way, one way or another. And um, we managed to get the man himself. You know, as I said, he's the transfer guru. If you haven't got his notifications on during this period, what are you doing? You're playing yourself. You need to wait for that. That here we go notification. All of that type of stuff. But we ain't got too much time to waste because obviously Fabrius is a busy guy. So um, yeah, I'm pleased to welcome along, as well as my co-host, special guest Fabrizio Romano. We need to have a little round of applause and a place for Fabrizio. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. I'm really happy to be with you, and thank you for the invitation. I always follow you, so I'm happy to be here. Thank you, bro. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So the way this is gonna go is I'll do a little kind of interview, kind of get to know you as a person, how you got to where you are now. Then obviously, you know, you're the transfer guy, so we have to delve into a couple of rumors here and there. <laughs> yes, yes, no problem. And then um, I got my followers to send in a couple of questions as well, just normal questions. So um, without further ado, I will ask that panel, of how and why did you get into journalism in the first place? I started when I was like 16 and I was so young and it's always been my dream. I, I always dreamed of being a journalist. Also because my brother is a journalist, but not about football, about everything different. So I always had the dream to be to be a journalist. And as I told you, I started writing on, on a website. I was so young. Then I was from Napoli, another city here in, in Italy. And then I moved to Milano when I was 18. And I started to study also to become a journalist. And Thanks to, to luck because I've been lucky. I immediately got to to Sky Sports. I was with Sky like when I was 18, so 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 early, and I was so happy to to be part of this world. Then starting to be a journalist is different than finding news because to find news you need time, you need contacts, you need the relationship with people. So so it started thanks to an agent. I met an agent, but it was so casual. I was writing on this website about Inter Milan and this agent was reading this website and he called me. He was a young agent, Italian. He was living in Barcelona. And one day he called me and he told me, I am, I am working with some players here in La Masia, you know, the Young Academy of Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. I have some players to, to tell you, for example, De Lofeu, for example, Icardi, they were so young guys and now they are stars in football. And nothing, he told me, if you can publish something about these players to, to speak about them from Barcelona, I started to publish something with him and and he became my first source. So I started by him and that's all then. So you, really say, yes. you say that agent was like your first breakthrough into the whole? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm, uh, I have to say the first one has been about Icardi, but not this one, because this one was just to present me, he called me to present himself, so it was not the news. The real news was when he called me, the, the main news, the first main news of my life when he called me, I, I had a great relationship with him, obviously, immediately the first call, so uh, we had a good friendship. And I remember when, when he brought Icardi to Sampdoria, from Barcelona to Sampdoria, another team here in, here in Italy, and Icardi had a good season with Sampdoria, six months, so good. And one day he called me in November, it was just a window was, was closed. So he called me and he told me, you will see on next summer, we will transfer Mauricardi to Inter. The deal is going to be completed next week. And I told how is possible? It's November and you're speaking about next summer. And he told me, trust me, we found the agreement if you want to give this news. And it was an enormous news here in Italy. And my first one, yes, important one, yes. Nice, nice, interesting. Shout out to that, that agent because He's made for Breezer into what he's now. 
<laughs> um, but um, yeah, so obviously, as you are, you know, one of the biggest, if not the biggest journalist in the world, there is that pressure to kind of, you know, like be the first to a report or kind of make the first breakthrough to any report going out for some of the biggest players in the world. So what would you say is kind of, I don't want you to reveal your kind of secret <laughs> methods, but how do you make sure you are the first to make sure like you're the first to report on this player, on this transfer, stuff like that? First of all, I have to tell you, I am thankful to the people who always say, hi, you are the number one, you are the GOAT, but I don't feel like this. I feel like a journalist, okay, doing my work, but I am not like, okay, I am the king. It's not in my style. I like to be quiet. I like to work. I like to find news and not celebrating myself. It's not in my style. So I always try to, to work about news, but also because if you don't be concentrated on news every day, every minute, you start to lose news because <laughs> other yeah, journalists are so good. So, so I think there are many good journalists at my level also, and also best than me. So they are so good. And for example, in England, I think they have the best journalists all over the world. Also in Spain, they are fantastic. So as here in Italy, so really, I think all over the world, we have many good journalists in transfers. Mm. I try to be, to be honest with the people because my target, my goal is to be always say the truth. I would never spread something that I'm not sure is real or is going to happen or has good chances to going to happen. Then in transfer market, everything can happen. But I try always to be correct to the people. I don't like to spread news also if not confirmed by someone who is involved in the deal. So I try to be correct. My, my goal is the truth. So to say people what is really happening. And that's all. So I don't, I don't want always to be first also because it's impossible if you cover Italy, Spain, France, Premier League, all over the world is impossible to be always first. But I try to be sometimes first and sometimes correct, always correct because it's important to be correct because people will trust you if you give them respect and respect in transfer news is to say the truth and not just dreams, to sell in dreams and to say things that are not going to happen for sure. Okay, definitely. I appreciate that. Now, like, um, obviously, you are renowned for that famous, the famous three words, eight letters. Here <laughs> we go. Yes. What I've always wanted to know is where did that come from? Like, like, where did the here we go come from? Did it just come out of nowhere and you just ran with it or? I have to be really honest with you. And I never planned to have a brand or, um, or an hashtag like it. Here we go. I never said, okay, from tomorrow morning I start to say, here we go, and it will be my brand. Never. Uh, I remember one time, it was, I don't remember exactly what transfer it was. It was Premier League, for example. I remember for Manchester United, I think, one move from Manchester United. And like two years ago, I said, okay, I was working about this deal, like one tweet, two tweets, updating about the transfer news. And okay, I said, now it's done. And I said, here we go. It was so, so normal for me to say yeah. this, but, but it was not a brand. So I was not planning anything about my future, about my work, about my brand. And I see people starting to say, oh, fantastic, this one. And next transfers, next updates on Twitter, everyone saying, okay, say here we go again for this other transfer news. Mm -hmm. And it became like people asking for this, here we go. And okay, I said, I like it. And it's beautiful because now it's like an official statement by the club. So if I say, here we go, they expect the deal to be absolutely done. So I'm happy. I like it. And I have to say always thank to the people because it's not about me. I was not planning with anyone to do where we, here we go as my brand. It was by the people. All my life and my luck in, in football transfers is about the people because I have to say thank you to, to you and to everyone who's following me. Definitely, man. 
we're gonna need some here we go t-shirts or some bit of brandy i don't know like <laughs> match. Take, there's a bit of bag to be secured there but um dave do you have any questions you want to ask yeah um there's some other stuff like um what, what would you be like your typical day in the life i'm always like interested as creatives or people in the social media space like how do you what will your day today like entail like do you plan do you have like a routine and stuff like that I sleep uh, so, 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 because I, I sleep like five hours or six hours, six hours if I'm lucky. And uh, during mm. the transfer window, eh, then I have a normal life when transfer window is off. But during the transfer window, yes, I sleep so poor. And um, and when they wake up and they immediately start to, to check, to call, to send messages on WhatsApp, to send messages also on Instagram, because now also Instagram is important to, to check with, with agents. Mm. And, and more so, I, I stay every day, checking the news, finding news, and calling agents, directors. It's so important because uh, you have always to be, as I told you before, always to be concentrated. If you give up, if you start to say, okay, uh, I, I am the number one, I can sleep, it's not like this. You have to be always yeah. concentrated. I, I, that's why I don't feel the number one because I feel I have to be always concentrated. And, and so, yes, my day is... I wake up, I try to find news. I work with Sky, so with Sky here in Italy, I am many times I'm live uh, on Sky to say news and then I stay updating. I always go around the city because here in Milano, I do one, something with Bleacher Reports um, one year ago and I showed that I go around the city in the hotels, in the restaurants because here in Italy we have agents, directors always in the restaurants, in the hotels, so you can meet someone, you can find some news, you can find some players also sometimes. To science, so my life is totally focused on, on transfer news. Totally, so my, my main problem is my private life because I don't have it. I am lucky because I have my best friends who work with me, so they work with Sky or with me directly. So I am so lucky about it because if I didn't, I would never met my friends. But yes, I think it's, it's part of my life, so I like it. I, I'm, I mm. always say it's hard because also my friends say, Yeah, well, you can do it, I would die after two days. But I say, okay, remember, I'm speaking about football. I'm speaking with football yeah. fans. It's beautiful. So I am, I am lucky. I feel I'm absolutely lucky. Yeah. What would you say your, like, favourite report was and, like, your most, I don't know, I suppose there's a bit of a difference. What would you say your favourite one, like, your most memorable one, I would say? I mention, I always mention Bruno Fernandes because uh, I can say yeah. three. Bruno Fernandes to Manchester United was great because I remember my sensation when I tweeted the here we go for Bruno Fernandes people were getting crazy so I, I had that yeah, fantastic feeling with Bruno yes and so I would say Bruno I have to say also in the summer the Havertz one has been beautiful for me because I said the 24th of August that the deal was done and many people for two weeks saying how is possible you say this done and this not done they are still discussing they are negotiating and they had my source that told me on 24 the deal is done they completed the deal the night of the Champions League final. So I was so sure because it was my one of my best sources in football. And But you know, when you have two weeks with the deal not announced yet, with people talking and saying why it's not announced, why Rudy Fowler from Bayer Leverkusen say it's not true, uh, it's uh, unsense. So I, I always say, okay, you have to keep attention, but I was so sure. So Havertz one was so good also in the summer and I was so happy when, <laughs> when they announced him. And the other one is an old one, but it was another one of my best news here in Italy. And it was Ever Banega from Sevilla to Inter when they signed him for free. 
He has not had a good season with Inter and they sold him just after one year. But this was a new deal here in Italy, an important player moving to Inter for free. So no one reported anything before that I said it and it was a beautiful news. So I was so happy. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. So we obviously got to know a bit about you. But what I would say is I've got a lot of like kind of upcoming journalists or people trying to get into the football media scene. All you say is your best kind of free tips you got to give to those people coming up and you know getting into the scene really my tip is the respect for people is the first thing uh, and many times i had the opportunity of giving some news uh, before and to be the first and but for the respect i have for the people who are working and, but it can be agents directors players everything but if they if they tell me please don't say this news in this moment because you can create me some problems wait a bit like mm. one day two days I know I have a risk because it's possible tomorrow morning I wake up and it's on a newspaper, so <laughs> I lost my to be the first. But if I give you respect, I have respect back. So next time I will be the first with you. And that's the lesson I had in, in last years. Because if you go and you have the news and you immediately post the news and the agent gets angry and you broke the relationship, and he's gonna talk bad about you with the other agents, also bad with the clubs. So it's important to give respect. But I think it's about life, not just about football transfer. But in particular, in football transfers, it's important because if you respect your sources, if you respect directors, agents, everyone who's involved with the transfer market, you will have respect back and news back. So I always be respectful. I remember sometimes happened to me to, to find some meeting also here in the center of Milano of important agents with clubs. For example, some days ago, I met with the director of Juventus, meeting with an important agent for the striker who Juventus are looking to sign. Mm. And he asked me, please don't show anything of this. And I've never, because I have respect for the people. So I know them. Obviously the news are important, but for me, the, the respect for the people is important as the news. So I always try mm. to do the balance and that's my tip. Yes. Interesting. All right. Thank you for kind of giving us a little insight into kind of your career, how you were to the top and obviously giving you a bit of advice there. So as I said earlier, you are the transfer guy. So let's dive into a couple of rumours now. So mm-hmm. uh, what's the latest drop on Sancho to Manchester United so far? Yes, um, favorite question of the summer, I would say, with Avers, yeah. but Sancho is on first position. It's Sancho news every day. And... Um, it's standby in this moment. It's standby because Manchester United, what I'm told, is, is similar to the other story because they had the agreement with the player since one month, more than one month. That's what I'm told. Then Manchester United are denying it. They are saying they found the agreement with the player like two or three days ago. Mm. I respect their position, but I'm told they had the agreement since one month. So, so with the player, it is not a problem. Jadon Sancho would like to, to move to Manchester United. He has the agreement about the contract with his agents too. The fee is not a problem. The real problem is to pay Borussia Dortmund on this summer because, you know, Manchester United were expecting to do a deal as Chelsea did with Bayer Leverkusen. So paying part of the deal also with the don'ts, part with installments. So to, to, to go with a new structure for the deal, Borussia Dortmund say no. They want, they want 120 million euros. So last bid mm. for Manchester United was an unofficial bid taken by the intermediary one month ago. And at the moment, they have the agreement with the player, but they didn't have a new bid still to Borussia Dortmund because they know they have to pay. So it's just, I think, to understand if Manchester United will decide to pay or not. They are considering it. Also important to see if they will sell some players because it's important on this summer after the virus and during the virus to, to understand who's going to sell players because you need to sell 
to sign new players, but it's for all clubs in the world apart Chelsea because Chelsea had stopped, was stopped in the transfer market for many years. So I think it's important for Manchester United to understand if they will decide on next week if they were going to pay 120 million euro or it will get complicated because Borussia Dortmund will always ask 120 million euro. That's all. Okay. So obviously, Man City, um, they've had a couple of centre-back issues in the past season. And obviously looking for a new centre-back, there's been lots of talk on Koulibaly as of recent. Any more jobs on that one? This is a complicated deal because of the situation of the two clubs, you know, normally in transfer market, you don't have situation like this. It's, it's so rare and so particular because Manchester City and Napoli have no relationship. They have bad, bad relationship after the, the Jorginho deal two years ago because mm. Napoli had an agreement with Manchester City to sell Jorginho. Guardiola wanted Jorginho and then they sold him to Chelsea because they need to, to, sell, to sell him also because they had Sarri to Chelsea and they already had Ancelotti as new manager. So that's why Manchester City are furious with Napoli since two years. And in this moment, it's complicated to find an agreement because he's the agent of Koulibaly, who is Fali Ramadani, is working to, to, to speak with the two clubs, also with the player, is trying every day to find the agreement. But at the moment, there is still no agreement. Napoli want 70, 50 million euro to sell the player. So at the moment, there is no agreement yet reached. I think Manchester United will try, Manchester City will try again to sign, to sign Koulibaly. But it's not done, so everything can happen. The president of Napoli said, I am expecting new bids, also from Paris Saint-Germain, possible from Manchester United. We will see what will happen. But in this moment, Manchester City are leaving the race. They want him. They have the agreement with the player because personal terms are okay. Koulibaly would like, would like, would like to join Manchester City and to join Premier League football in normal. Mm. So we have to wait to understand if Manchester City will arrive to 75 million euros. Cool. At the moment, yes. no. All right. Um... If you didn't know, both of us are, in fact, Arsenal fans. So we'd like to know a bit more about this one here. Obviously, there's been lots of talk about Hossam Mark. Mikel Arteta is a huge fan of him from back when Arteta was a Man City assistant. So um, I've seen a little little page pick up on that one. Is there any movement on that one or is it just... No, for sure. I can tell you that Arsenal board, Mikel Arteta too, they love our work. So he's the first target as midfielder, but because they are convinced he can be the top player of the midfield for many years. So if they can sign him, they would sign him. In this moment, they can't spend 60 million euros to sign him immediately. They try with what deals. They offered Guendouzi. Lyon said no. They don't want any swap deal. You know, the president of Lyon, who is Olasis, is so strong. He's so particular. He wants to sell his players just if he has the right bid. So in this moment, to see Owar aside from Lyon and on his way to, to Arsenal, they need to put like 60 million euro. In this moment, there is no official bid for 60 million euro. We will see because they love him. They absolutely love him. So they will try, in my opinion, they will try again. They are in contact with the agent. But at the moment, if they don't sell anyone, it will be complicated. And they are not going to sell Aubameyang, for example, because he's going to extend mm -hmm. his contract. Uh, so we have to understand what will happen with Socrates, what will happen with Torreira. It will happen with also with Wendouzi, obviously. So if they can sell some players, I think they can try again for a while. If they can't, it will be really difficult. And the same is for Thomas Partey. He is another target as midfielder for, for Arsenal, but Atletico Madrid are so clear. Or you pay the release clause, 50 million euro, or the player will stay here. They never negotiate for the important players. So if you want Atletico Madrid players, you have to pay the same for a black. 
many rumors of black Chelsea impossible because all you pay 120 million euros release cost or they don't sell. So it's the same for Arsenal. But I expect Awar as the first target as Thomas, but they can just sign one, not both. Okay, so we can't sign both of them in one window. Yes, yes, yes. But, but I think they are going. You mean about Arsenal, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can't sign both yeah. Thomas and Awar in the same window. Yes, I think it's so difficult, but it's not about Arsenal. I want to say to Arsenal fans that it's a problem for many clubs. Look at Barcelona. They can sign mm. any player. We are just three weeks missing of transfer market and they haven't signed any player because they need to sell. And the same for Real Madrid. They didn't sign any player. And the same here in Italy, for for example, Juventus had a swap deal after Pjanic, but they are not signing any player because they also need to sell. They are going to sell Liguain and the same for all top clubs, so apart Chelsea, but we say this is a particular situation, all top clubs need to sell before signing players. So it's not just about Arsenal. I think in this summer, after the virus, with clubs losing a bit, a lot of money, so it will be so difficult to sign two players like Thomas and like Awar in the same summer. Okay. Uh, then they will say never in transfer market, eh? because <laughs> in transfer yeah. market is crazy. But in this moment, it's really, really, really difficult. Yeah, yes. never say never, definitely. Dave, have you got any... <laughs> Ones you want to ask? Um, there's, like you mentioned about the Barcelona news, there's kind of been the new, like, the news of Ronald Koeman interested in Ronaldo and Depay. What would you say about that? How far is that? Yes, going on? yes, yes, yes. I reported it because I'm told that Ronald Koeman wants both. He wants Vinal Dumas midfielder and he wants Depay as striker. I think Depay deal. It's easier because in this moment the player also wants to leave. He agreed personal terms to Barcelona, so he would be ready to move. It's up to to find agreement with, with Lyon. But Barcelona, before signing any player, they need to sell. So it's the same for Vinaldum and it's the same for, for Depay. If they can sell Luis Suarez, if they're going to sell other players, also as midfielder, for example, Vidal will go to Inter, in my opinion. So when they will sell Vidal to Inter, they will go for Vinaldum. And the same for Luis Suarez with, uh, with Depay. So they are just waiting. And then they will move. Kuman would love to have both. will not be easy. Vinaldum because Liverpool have not accepted any deal. They are not going to accept like 50 million euro. They want real money to sell their, one of their best players. So mm. we will see. But I think this buy is in, in this moment has good chances to join Barcelona. For Vinaldum, we have to wait a bit. Okay. Um, what would you? Who do you think will have like the best summer or like oh, with all the news going along and obviously like you had mentioned the virus being affected. With, in the circumstances, who do you think will have the best summer? And, yeah. I think Chelsea this summer uh, have been something incredible. I have to be honest, I was expecting a good transfer window for Chelsea, but not as this. This has been really fantastic. It seems like Disneyland because uh, in the summer when no one can sign any player, any top player, because yeah. it's so complicated for all top clubs, Chelsea are going to buy Ziyech, Timo Werner, Kayavet, Thiago Silva, Chilwell, they're going for a midfielder. So now they're going to target Declan Rice, they're going for a new goalkeeper. It seems like football manager. And mm. so good, <laughs> good work. And I would say no one will reach the level of Chelsea on this transfer window as kind of signings. But they expect also Manchester United, also Barcelona to sign new players on following weeks. Also, same for, for Italian clubs like Juventus. They are going for top clubs. The top clubs are going to, to sign players on last weeks, but it's normal because they before need to sell players. And one time they sold some players, they can go for new ones. So, as I told you, I would say Barcelona because we say they need to sell and they will buy. 
and I would say also also Manchester United and Juventus as clubs who are gonna do business on last weeks because they need new players and they will go for it. But the king of the transfer windows this summer will be absolutely Chelsea. Okay. Now, um, one more question regarding the whole transfer drop is, obviously, the window closes on October the 5th, I believe, so basically just under a month left. Who do you think will have like, the most exciting or who do you think will be the most active uh, in the transfer window towards the end, if you could give any uh, estimations? You mean in the last weeks? Yeah, like in the upcoming weeks. Yeah. I would say Barcelona, because in my opinion, it's unbelievable what is happening. They lost two weeks for the Messi question and they also now are also speaking to sell players as we said with Vidal with Luis Suarez but Barcelona needs to change they need to bring new players they need to they always say okay after the disaster against Bayern Munich we're going to buy new players we're going to change okay now you have to buy players because it's like three or four weeks left of transfer market and then it's over so I expect Barcelona to do important signings on, on next week if they can sell players because this is the summer where you have to say if they can sell, they can buy. But at the moment, I expect them to, to sign a player. I don't think Lautaro Martinez. I see many rumors also, also about him from Italy, from Spain, but I think he will stay at Inter. Uh, they will go for Depay. We said about Reynaldo. They will do also, in my opinion, something as new centre-back. So they will try to sign many players. Keep an eye also on Semedo, because if Semedo will leave, they will go for a new right-back. So I've heard talk of Hector Bellerin. Yes, yes, it's possible. It's possible. They had a talk that they were expecting him to go to Paris Saint Germain, to be honest. They were convinced that Bayern was going to join Paris Saint Germain. Then Paris Saint Germain signed Florenzi because they wanted a new right back just alone. So we will see. But yes, Barcelona, I expect the team that on next week will do business and keep an eye also on Manchester United because they have to decide on Sancho. But if it will not be Sancho, they will go for another one. and. I expect Manchester United to do something more. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you for the little transfer drop. Uh, as I said, towards the end, we will be doing um, questions sent in by the fans. Obviously, as I, I've got to give back to the people. So uh, I've got one question here sent in by CFC Long Watch. Uh, thank you for the question. Um, it said, if you couldn't work in football, what would your job be? In football, I, <laughs> I would like to be a sport director, yeah, to be honest. I would like to be a sport director, but if I have to be totally honest with you, today I say sport director, but my dream has always been to be a manager. I would be a manager in style of Mourinho, in style of Conte, I love energy, I love passion, more than tactics, it's important, absolutely, but I love the passion, I love the fire, so I would be a manager in this style. I love to be a manager also on video games because I always play with FIFA, football manager. I get crazy for video games. I get crazy mm. to sign new players to have my team. I, I always play to win. I can't mm. play anything like FIFA or football manager. And I say, okay, I'm playing with my friends. If I lose, no problem. I always play to win. If we play two against two, I always say, you have to play to win to my, to my company was mm. with me. So, and they always say, wow, we are playing, no problem. And I say, no, we have to win. It's important to win. So it's Mourinho mentality, Conte mentality, I like. Yeah, I so I would say him. manager. Yes, in football, I, I would dream to be a manager. But if I had to think to the future, I would like one day to, to be a sport director also. It's a small team. I would like it. Mm. Yeah, imagine that Fabrizio Romano on the sidelines managing <laughs> like crazy scenes, man. <laughs> yes. But um, so next question is sent in by Idiotic Soul Thirteen, bit of an odd name, but um, <laughs> he says, "What does Fabrizio predict about the transfer fees of players 
after the whole COVID coronavirus situation where they kind of go up, down? What's your kind of prediction? Absolutely, absolutely down for, for middle-level players. I think the top players will always get a top-level fee. So, for example, if I think to Aland, if I think to Sancho, if I think to Roberts, if I think to this kind of player, I say also Lautaro Martinez, for example, we speak about top players of the future. You will always have important fee to sign this player. So it will not change. I think what the change is the middle level or the not top level, okay? Just one lower because obviously after the virus, you, you need to change something in football. And we see also in Premier League, many clubs were working to, to sign players with loan. And like two years ago, three years ago, it was like impossible in Premier League. We from Italy are working with loan since many years. And we always said, okay, we see in the Premier League clubs buying player, okay, 30 million euros, 60 million euros, no problem. Now it's changing because with the virus, mm. you can't do it. And you can also see top players, in my opinion, like Vidal, like Luis Suarez, like Higuain. We speak about really good players. They are old, okay, but they are still top players, still ready to win. And they leave their clubs for free. For example, also Matuidi joining Inter Miami. I was so surprised, but in this summer, you have to expect this. Also that top players with an important wages, they need to, to get free from the clubs or they can't play a game. Okay, okay. Uh, next question sent in by... The legend, oh, the legend nomad. These names are just crazy. Um, so obviously, <laughs> I actually remember last year you was a huge fan of the Watford kit. Uh, so, what's your kind of favorite kit so far this season? I would say always Watford, <laughs> because it's a main Watford fan. So I, I am a supporter of Watford. I always say this because I fall in love with Watford many years ago. I have to say this summer kit is Watford is not the best one in my opinion. Mm. But 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 I like the for example I saw the the Chelsea one I like it so much mm. I like it so much so I would say Chelsea yes yes and I always like the Borussia Dortmund kit I love their colors so yellow and black is so beautiful in my opinion so it's the same of Watford so that's why I say Borussia Dortmund also but I say Borussia Dortmund and Chelsea for this summer yes yeah I mean that falls kind of perfectly into my next question which was what club do you support sent in by Colin CC. Obviously, he said it's what, but why did kind of where did that come from? It's crazy because I was looking at the match and Watford against uh, Leicester when Troy Dine scored the last minute goal, the famous last minute goal in a crazy, crazy match, something crazy really. And I fell in love with, with Watford immediately after this match. I started to play with Watford on FIFA, always with Watford on football manager. I've been in Vicarage Road one time and I was really surprised because here in Italy, if you go to the stadium, Okay, you go to watch. I was too young. It was like really, really young. It was like 12, 15 years ago. So, and when you go to the stadium here in Italy, you look at the match and you come back home. You can't meet anyone. And when I was in Vicarage with with my friends, I was I was outside Vicarage and I met with players. And they said, wow, this is another word, Premier League from Italy. So I, I was speaking, I remember Layun, you remember the player of Watford, the Mexican player of Watford. I spoke with him and I was so happy with Troy Dine, with Igalo, with many players after years by years. And I fell in love with Watford, with their energy. They have Italian ownership, so also about mm. it. And yes, I am Watford fan. <laughs> nice, nice, interesting. I never expected that. I was expecting maybe a Milan or a Napoli, but Watford. I respect, I respect. Yes, yes, yes. Also a small team here in Italy who is Ternana, who is third side team. But because my dad is from there, so I've always been fan of these small clubs called Ternana. But in Europe, my club is absolutely Watford. I always look at the result of Watford. Also, if I'm working 
and I know them now, also the board, the directors, they are Italians, so mm. I have good relationship with them. I've oh yeah, you lazy. Yes, yes, okay. yes. yes. Uh, so obviously, you're due to be on Sky in about five minutes, if that's yes. all. We'll wrap it up with one last question, sent in by Cameron Eaton, 18. He said, what's your favorite club to report on? Good question. <laughs> and I would say the Premier League ones. I have to say the Premier League ones. There is not just one because it depends also for the player, no? Mm. It's not just about the club, but also about the player. For example, I know that Manchester United fans are buzzing for Sancho and the same for Chelsea one head for, for Roberts. So I love the Premier League fans because they have a different energy. They have really a different energy. Uh, also here in Italy, we have great fans, as in Spain, as in Germany, okay? Football fans are good in, all over the world, but English fans, they don't sleep to get news. They don't sleep really yeah. to, to have an update. I'm sure that if I would say tonight at 6 a.m. I'm going to give you a news about Chelsea, I would have Everyone will be on people it. Well, yes, waking up to have the news. So, uh, and something here in Italy, would not be possible, I guess. Okay, they love transfer market, but it's not the same obsession. And Premier League fans have a passion, but it's like an obsession for transfer mm. market. And I really love it because when you see people buzzing for transfer news, dreaming with transfer news, I say, okay, I like my, my work, my job is because people feel this like a football match. They now okay. feel the transfer market as a football match. And yeah. that's always my passion because people say, oh, why, you, why you don't like to, to be a commenter of, of football, to do something in football different? They always say transfer market is, I like it because everything can change. You can expect everything every day. It's a jungle, I always say. And I see people in particular in Premier League, they understand this feeling and I like it. Yes. Okay. Right. So I received over 300 questions. We were only <laughs> able to go through those five. So... Thank you to everyone. We're going on next time for sure. Therefore, man, as I said, thank you for coming on to the One Two podcast. It's a huge pleasure. And as I said, next transfer transfer window, we're definitely going to get you on again. And um, hopefully, we can strike up a little link up. But um, yeah, one more time, thank you for coming on. Thank you. um, Thank you again. Thank you again, guys. Really, being really a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Catch you later. All right. In a bit. We'll be right back.